I'm excited because I don't know your story at all. Yeah. But we have a comedian, a lawyer, an actress. Oh, and a singer. And a si- you are doing all the things. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, which is predominant? And Stand up now. Stand up. Yeah. And is your name your stage name or is it like your real name? It's my real name, but just not my last name. So my full name is Melanie Mary Davis. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. But I just go by the Melanie Mary because. I like I've, that. Thank you. I've had clients like Google me and find me. I was going to say. So that's why I was like, I had to have some anonymity. Although Melanie Davis is pretty common. Like you literally have to Google Melanie Davis attorney. Um, Los Angeles, and then you find me. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, that's why I did that. I just wanted some an- anonymity. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say because yeah, if you're a lawyer and a comedian, you definitely need to. An- an- yeah, because I'm just like, but I literally like lost the client because it was like I don't want a client that's. An- this is when I was still acting like I don't want a client. I don't want an attorney that's an actress, and I'm just like, you act like I'm on a sitcom like yeah i'm barely in getting student student film auditions like what the, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about <laughs> shut up i'm smarter than you you fucking asshole like yeah so i was like okay well you're lost i could have won your case dumb dumb yeah <laughs> i'm nikki bond and my absentee rock and roll dad is taking a break from doing the podcast with me so now i'm chatting with people whose parents screwed them up Okay, so we met at the comedy store, yep. and you were talking about how you had set boundaries with your mom. And I was like, you got to come on my podcast and tell us how you did it mm-hmm. and your story. Do we start with the child? I also love your necklace. Thank you. Sick. Um, childhood. Yeah, let's start there. All right. Parents together, divorced. No. Okay. Um, so I'm from Chicago. Okay. I have one sister that's one year older than me. Okay. Um, in 1989, so I would have been seven and my sister would have been eight, um, my mother was sent to federal prison Whoa! for drug trafficking. Whoa. And so she got a 10 year, so this is the 80s, so this was after the implementation of the like sentencing, like reform act where like the war on drugs. Yeah. Um, remember, you know, say no to drugs, all that fun yeah. stuff. Nancy yeah. Reagan, fuck her. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so she got sentenced to 12 years, and she did 10 of the 12 years, because if you get sentenced to fed time, you have to do, like, 80% of it. Whoa. Yeah. And so I was raised by my maternal grandmother. Um, what I found out later, because, like, once she got sent away, and I was in Chicago, she was all the way in Alderson, West Virginia, at the same Camp Cupcake where they had Martha Stewart years later. No way. Yeah, so the same prison where Martha Stewart, oh my I don't God. know, what, was she there, like, Celebrity a year or so? Prison. Yeah. yeah. They called it Camp Cupcake. No, it was still prison. Oh, and man. we didn't we only got to see her twice because we didn't have any money. Wow. So we would write letters. She would call, you know, um, she would send us money like she got paid 11 cents an hour. Whoa. Like to make, you know, like the, it's, it's like slave labor. Yeah, it sucks. Um, so um, what I didn't know was my dad, when she was going to prison, he was getting out of jail. This is a lot for a yeah. seven year old. Yeah. And so like imagine. So we were living together in like a two flat or like a, you know, multi-unit apartment building. My aunt was living upstairs with her husband and my cousin and we were downstairs. And so imagine going from that at the middle in the middle of the night being taken to your grandmother's house wow. and not being told why. Oh, my God. You know, and so just imagine like every like. So I think all my life I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Because it's like the worst thing that could happen to me. Well, I guess other than her, either either one of them dying. Yeah. Because um, it was like a loss for 10 years. Yes. It was like a mini death. Yeah. And so, like, my whole world was, like, just pulled from under me. 
Yeah. And so I think I have a lot of issues with like abandonment. Of course. And trust issues yeah. and just thinking like the worst is going to happen because it did happen to me. Yes. Um, but I also found out that both of them are felons. So I do a bit about it. It's like these two people got together and it's like, what rounds of felony? Melanie. <laughs> and I also found out like my dad had like possession of like cocaine and my mother was like trafficking heroin. I was like, oh man, that's why they broke up because like my dad was trying to turn up. My mom was trying to lay down, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I love a good speedball. Um, no, I've never done heroin or cocaine Good, because I'm like, I have an addictive, like they were both addicted to drugs. It was the yeah. 80s. Is that how they met though? Um, they met. My uncle brought my dad home from school, from Southern Illinois University, because my my grandmother's house was like, anybody can stay there. It was, cute. It was like, so, nice. so, and it was weird. She was like, oh, this, who's this cute guy? And then my sister came, then me. <laughs> oh, no. So they were never married. Um, and what I found out about him is my grandmother, his mother, passed as a white woman. I never even met her. Really? Yeah, because it was easier in the 50s to pass, so she abandoned him. Whoa. My dad was abandoned, and so my grandmother passed. Never met her, and my his father like just kind of dipped out too because they were like teen parents. Yes, and so in the fifties, it's like you had a baby. It's like just get a baby to an aunt and just start a new life. Yeah. and that's what he, that's what his mother did. So my sister and I are the second generation that weren't raised by our mother and father on our father's side because wow. he wasn't raised by his mother and father. No, yeah. So luckily, my sister, my sister. Um, like broke that cycle because she did marry my um, nephew's father, my my brother in law. Like they're, they're okay. like high school sweethearts. Yeah. So, so at least she broke the cycle, and That's she's good. a licensed clinical social worker. So we both majored in psychology because I think I know I majored in psychology because I was trying to fix myself. Yes. Because I think once, especially in high school, I want to say most of us are depressed in high school. I know I was. Yeah. Because um, you know you're going through you're you're growing into adolescence. Yeah. It's all this new. Like your hormones, yeah. you're trying to be accepted, you want to be cool. Yeah, it, I think like my depression kicked in when I was 23 mm -hmm. or like 20, uh, 21. But yeah. I, I have friends depressed in high school, but it's like it's inevitable that yeah. it kicks in at some point. Yeah. yeah. And so I, um, I def like I wanted to, like I, had tr I was trying to fix myself. Yeah. Um, but so fast forward to July 22nd, 2022, um, I get a call because like my mother had been really sick. Okay. Um, back in Chicago. And, you know, I get a call, like, she's been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Whoa. So it's, you know, it's no cure for it at that stage. Right. Um, she smoked for 40 years. Yeah. Um, and so I had already quit my job. Like, I had had a full-time job. I quit, like, literally, like, the end of May. And I asked her, I said, can I use you as an excuse? Because I knew she, she had been sick, but it wasn't like, she had still been, like, able to, like, take care of herself. Yeah. And I wasn't sure how sick she was because I live here. Yeah. And she's in Chicago. So, you know, my sister was more aware of, like, her condition. But she had been in a hospital, so I flew back right away. And the decision was made for me to come and help, you know, get her through chemo. And I had originally committed to three months, but I ended up staying four months. Okay. And got her through the end. So I was there from, like, August 13th to December 13th, like, literally four months. So I left my apartment here, but I was paying for everything still. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which, for those of you not in L.A., it's very expensive. Very I feel like it's expensive all over the world. It's, so. It is yeah. now. Yeah. Inflation yeah. Um, and everything. But once I had never, like, I had, I had had a lot of anger against my dad because, you know, I felt like, you know, our mom is in prison. So, you know, we don't have her. Like, so why would you do that? But he yeah. felt like. Well, I was there until you guys were seven. My dad was only there until I was three, so I did more than him. Yeah, so what happened just before we get mm -hmm. into 
current what yeah. happens your mom went into prison yep. your dad got out did your dad jump back into your life at all or a no? little bit um but what i was told was that since he, like cause so he, he was like getting off of drugs himself okay so and i think he did end up going to rehab but once he got himself clean and together he never came back and got us whoa so i literally nikki i recall because his name was edward davis i recall looking <sighs> in the phone book and there were like 10 of them in Chicago, right? Yeah. And I was like, I want to call, but like, what if I call and be like, are you my dad? And like, who the hell are you? Yeah. So I never called. Yeah. But just imagine, remember the phone books were like this yeah, thick, the yeah. white pages and yellow pages. That's how you know we're old. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, 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 definitely. So, I mean, so I was raising my grandmother and aunt, my mom's mom and my, and my mom's older sister. After she had already raised, after my grandmother had already raised 10 kids. Wow. So, like, she's in her 60s at this point. Like, oh, so, like, she was checked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's she, like, she just, you guys kind of raised yourself and she was a supervisor? Pretty much. Because my aunt was working, like, two two and three jobs because oh my, my grandmother's on food stamps. We weren't getting child support. Oh, my God. So, it's like, we needed all the, and so, as soon as I could start working at 15, I started working because I'm like, I'm tired of wearing thrift store clothes and yeah you know I mean, we had food stamps i mean it's, it was yeah i was we were poor <laughs> jesus and then w your mom was in prison for 10 years yeah so, so 1989 to 1999 so she got out when i was a senior in high school and what was that like when she got out so the reason why i stayed in chicago for college is because she got out in 99 right. and i was going to um, the university of illinois at chicago and so i stayed but i stayed on campus yeah. but i come home on the weekends because like when she left i was a child when she got back i was a young woman yeah. So we had to like reestablish our relationship. And so I would stay with her in the summers and on my, you know, my breaks, like winter break and stuff. Like me and my sister would take turns until she had my nephew. And then she, and then she moved in with my brother-in-law. Um, but wow. so, and we would butt heads. You and your mom. Yeah. Because again, like she didn't raise me. Yeah. So it's like any habits or things that I picked up were from my grandmother and my aunt. Right. And, you know, other, yeah, other course. relatives that were in my life when she wasn't there. So we would get into, we would get into, we would, we, we were always bumping heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're a teenager. Yeah, I was still, I was 17, 18. So yes, yeah. but I didn't know that I harbored resentment. Right. Because I have resentment towards my dad. Because what I learned later is that either my grandmother, my aunt, or both of them were like, if you don't, ha if you can't bring any money, don't come around. He stopped coming around. Really? But it's like, why yeah. did you fight for us, dumb dumb? Yeah, yeah, you know? seriously. It's like, because I didn't he was reading me stories like you know he was there and then he wasn't and so just yeah imagine like your you know your childhood is like so i was like what's wrong with me of course i internalized Classic. it because at seven it's like you don't know that it's not your fault yeah you don't know that 100 percent. it's like and it's, it's ingrained in us yeah. to this day even though we can we can understand that it's not our fault it doesn't leave us it's in no, our subconscious it doesn't and so even i mean i find it coming up even with comedy it's like Am I good enough to be on this lineup? Am I funny enough? Am I, you know what I'm saying? Do I deserve to be here? Like, 100% I yeah. can relate to that <laughs> so much. Yeah, I'm and I've seen you, and you fucking kill. Oh, like, you know. No, I, but I'm like, I am not, des yeah, I'm like, everybody else is better than me. I'll just back off. Yeah. yeah. And so, but, and I've seen, I was like, oh man, she's fucking hilarious. Like, I see why her and Nika were doing this show. Like, they're fucking hilarious. Um, so, growing up, I was afraid to invite people over because I had a lot of shame around my mom because, like, in my neighborhood, despite the myths about the black community, most of the fathers were in the household on my block Ooh, okay. in my neighborhood. Mm. They were like two parent households. Like we, yeah. were, we were the anomaly. Yeah. We were the anomaly, but everybody else had their, most of, the, most of my friends growing up had their dads. Uh. So like we were the weirdos. And so my grandmother was like, don't tell anybody that your mom's in prison. Tell them she's on sabbatical. I'm seven. I don't know what sabbatical is. No, you can't even say that word. <laughs> I mean, I knew how to say it. I was pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, well, you're but, a um, lawyer. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, 
So I had a lot of shame around it. And then, so I, I was afraid to invite people over for sleepovers because yeah. it's like, where I didn't want parents? to, like, where's your mom? Where's your yeah. dad? Like, I didn't want to have to answer those questions. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a lot of anger about the shame. I had some resentment. So fast forward to last year when she gets cancer and I have to go home to take care of her. I had to, I had to confront her because I had never asked her. I said, mom, did you, and I, I just went straight up. I was like, did you think about me and my sister when you were out there gallivanting with your drug dealing boyfriend? Because it wasn't my dad. She uh, was dealing with this Jamaican cat and accepting packages for him. And so um, what happened was um, the feds intercepted a package. She was getting mail delivered to O'Hare Airport, like a, air, like a UPS store near the airport. Yeah. And I guess um, they intercepted a package, opened it. They sealed it back up, watched her pick it up. No. And then they arrested her. And then they subsequently went back to see how many other packages she had accepted and then added that on because they assumed that since she accepted it there that it, that it was more oh, drugs. Oh, my God. So that's how they were able to enhance her sentence and give her 10. And now, mind you, first-time offender, no criminal history. And typically with someone like that, especially with a nonviolent crime, you don't get such a harsh sentence. Yeah. But because of the federal sentencing regulation that had just been enacted like a year or so earlier um, by the, I believe was the Reagan administration, it happened under um, the war on drugs, the judge didn't have any leeway in the sentencing because it literally was based upon weight, like wow. of how much drugs were no. being trafficked. So it's like, if it's this much, then this much. Like it's literally like a range. No. Yeah. And the reason I know this is because literally the first thing I did when I got to law school was look up her case. Because <laughs> wow. no one had ever told. Like, yeah. I knew what happened, but, like, I didn't know what happened. Yeah. So she, um, but, yeah, obviously in prison she cleaned herself up. Um, but, and she was like, no, I didn't think about it because she was like, I was on drugs too. And so I had to give her some grace. But if, if but she apologized. And because I was like, if, if. Because I had so much resentment that yeah. came up when I went home. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm taking care of you, but you didn't, like, you didn't, you didn't take, take care, care of me. me. This isn't fair. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. That is so tough. Yeah. And so, like, even even now, like, I find myself questioning, like, um, you know, will people want to be friends with me? Um, like, will people, like, can people accept me? You know, am I good enough? Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, go. You're not the only one. People do that. Let oh, it God. Out. So, like, like even here, because it's like, I feel like I don't have a lot of friends here. All my yeah. friends are in Chicago and Atlanta. Yeah. Like, I lived in Atlanta before I moved here. And it's been hard for me making friends because it's like, I feel like here is like, everybody's like, you know, what can you do for me? How can you help me move up? Yeah. And, as opposed to, like, I like you. Let's hang out. Yeah. And also, I think part of that is, you know, just with time, especially if you're like trying to do something, anything in entertainment, like, you know, most of us are working a full time job on top of pursuing yeah. our entertainment pursuits. Um, if you're lucky, you're not working a full time job and you figured out how to make yeah. a living yeah. to at least make your basic expenses. Yeah. Um, and so I just. I've. I've even like when I've been out recently, I've, I'm just like. I'm tired of small talk. I'm tired yeah. of bullshit. I'm tired of, you know, I'm looking for like real authentic relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I think part of me not doing that, at least not here, is like feeling like, well, I haven't made it yet, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Like, so what do I have to offer? Right. You but know? that's a, that's, that's just kind of, mm, like an LA thing. Yeah. But yeah. I also think that that's just probably a projection of like, 
you have so much to offer. You don't you don't have to make it to offer anything. Yeah. But what you're talking about is the difference that people get treated yeah. when they are a name that's coming right. up. Right. And then not and then like you're like oh you care about talking to that person and then you see it you're like oh if you if i was that name or if i was this like c-list coming up that it's everyone's talking about yeah then you'd be talking to me right and it's but it's very frustrating and when you're also dealing with your mom and healing these wounds but then also having to go into that comedy scene it's a lot. Like yeah. whenever I'm in self-doubt mode, I can't go into the scene. I because feel you. Yeah. Because it, the truth is, it's not you personally. Mm-hmm. It's just the wounds that you're dealing with and that world. You have to be fucking strong yeah. in it. And it has nothing to do with you as a person and being liked and being talented. It's just, it's high school. And it it's, is high it's, school. It's, it's like people already know. Yeah other people and they've established those relationships with people also your makeup's good it didn't run okay (laughs) Um, and they've established those relationships with people so it really isn't that it's it's what you're saying how you don't like the small talk people that don't know you or me or whoever it is it's they don't like the small talk either so it's just more they don't want to like put in the time yeah because nobody likes small talk but it is difficult and with what you're going through with your mom there's so much there yeah. that you're having to overcome. Yeah, and I, I mean, because I have, I mean, I have bits about, you know, like feeling bad about masturbating in her house because like she's dying, mm. I'm coming, she's going. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. So yeah, yeah I mean, so I, I was able to come up with material because yeah. I mean, I was like, I just wanted to get out the house. And yeah, go do, like I was doing stand up. It was kind of, I mean, it was somewhat therapeutic, but it just gave me an outlet because another thing, like I got a DUI, like back in 2021 oh damn and so damn, yeah that sucks. Sucks. It, was, it was and it was literally right after past the california bar so i'm licensed in california oh, and georgia God. so i mean it was just awful but i mean i got through it like cases closed it's behind me oh but cool. she was like well you can't drive my car and have a drink so literally i came back here in october did crack up thursday and drove my car back because i'm just like you're not gonna tell me what the fuck i can yeah, what i can do i'm you, 41 you haven't been here. right you can't parent me now you know yeah so like i literally drove my car car across the country and then oh and here's another thing (laughs) so i have a cat okay she hates cats i'm going for four months there's no one to watch my cat i had to bring my cat with me yeah um and i i was like so she has a two-bedroom townhouse so she was staying in the spare bedroom because her her bedroom like her bed was too high like you know like yeah you know how like i don't know why old women have like the highest beds like you can't climb up there <laughs> i know it's true it's true like, my mom my bed's high just because like my mom raised me on a high bed yeah, yeah. So, like like why did you like you need a fucking uh, yeah, a stool yeah, yeah. a step stool to get up the get up here you know why it is because they don't want to be close to the dust on the floor i guess so <laughs> <laughs> i guess so so she was staying in the spare bedroom and i was staying in her room she made me keep my cat in her room Really? And she didn't want me to let it out of her room. What? Because she was like, I don't want to see the cat. I'm like, the cat is not going to do anything to you. Yeah. But what was happening was every time I walked up the room, the cat was like following behind me. Yeah, because the cat's like, what's going on out there? Yeah, well, also, like, she's in an unfamiliar environment. Yeah. And it's like, I'm her only constant. So all she does is, like, when I was there, literally all she did was follow me around. Oh, my God. So she ended up literally putting a hook and hook and eye on her door so she could lock my cat in while I was gone. No. And that happened for two months. And so my cat 
was getting like restless. She was scratching me a lot because she's pin- like she's used to being able yeah. to roam around my yeah. apartment. So fi- and you're going there to help your mom, and she didn't care. So I'm like, how selfish can you be? Yeah. And so I had to threaten to come back here and not return. Um, okay. Because I need like because I got there in August, so I just packed as many clothes as I could and flew. Um, so I had to come back in October because it was getting cold, and all I had was summer clothes. Yeah. So I'm like, I have I have winter clothes in LA, so I just like let me just come back and get some winter clothes. Yeah. And then I was like, I decided last minute to drive back because I'm just like, I want my car. Yeah. I have a nice car. I have like a 2021 Camry. Um, really nice, like red. I love it. So okay. it's like. I was driving her 2012 Mitsubishi Galan. I'm like, yeah, this sucks. I'm like, I yeah. want my car back. I yeah. have all the things, right? Yeah. I have Apple CarPlay, you know, all the stuff. Yeah, Bluetooth. You luxuries. Yeah. You deserve, you're already having to, like, live in this world of death. Exactly. You need, you need your shit. Yeah, exactly. I need I need my shit. So, like, but I threatened. I was like, look, if you don't let my cat out the room, I'm not coming back. Yeah. I'm not coming back. <laughs> That's insane. It, exactly. And everybody I told was like, that shit is crazy. Yeah. And so, and at the end, she ended up liking my cat. She did. Yeah, because, like, my cat is, uh, her name is Honey. Like, she's really sweet. Yeah. So I'm just like, we could have, I'm like, what was the reason? Yeah. I feel like Cardi B, what's the reason? Because, <laughs> um, I, girl, I was so angry because I'm just like, this is, like, my little child. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to have kids. I'm already 41. I mean, I still, I know I still have time, but it's like, you know, I want to be financially stable yeah. before that happens. So it's like, this, I've had this cat for 10 years. She's been, like, I got her in Atlanta. She drove with me. Like, I, we drove across the country to get here when I yeah. moved here in 2015. So it's like, this cat is, like, part of me. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even appreciate that. Like, you don't care because you don't like cats. Yeah. Meanwhile, my cat is miserable, and it's making me miserable because I'm, like, I'm like she's scratching me. She's hissing. Like, she's swiping at my sister, hissing at her because she's, she's angry. Yeah. So she wants to get out. So, yeah, that was that really, it really pissed me off. And so that was one boundary I had to set. You know, you have to let my cat out. Yeah. Because otherwise, I am not coming back. Yeah. And then they tried to get me to stay through like the new year. I said, look, the longer I stay here, the more the more treacherous it is for me to drive across this country. Absolutely. Because I drove the way I took going there, driving in October, I went through like Utah, Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa. So like I went I went the up way. Yeah. I went the northern route. On the way back, I went the southern route, which took me through Texas, like Texas, Arkansas, um, New Mexico, um, Arizona. Um, but I remember one leg. I was in fog for like two hours. I could barely Whoa, see. Another leg. Sucks. Another leg. I was like in the mountains. It was snowing. I was like, "Fuck!" I thought this route excluded mountains, but yeah. uh, newsflash: there are mountains in New Mexico, yeah. which I forgot about. Um, so, I mean, it was like snowing in Albuquerque. That's not okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I went through snow, fog, rain. So just imagine. So I left, like I left like December 10th. I got here like December 14th. It took me like, well, no, I think I, no, I did it in three days. That's how much I wanted to come. Like I wanted to be back in my place. Yeah. So like, so just imagine if I had waited to like January, how bad the weather would have been. And I did it. I mean, I drove alone. Wow. With a cat. Yeah. (laughs) So. I'm just like, I can't stay longer. You're sacrificing so much. This yeah. is so hard. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm like, I can't stay longer because they were like, her and my sister were like trying to get me. I'm like, I can't. And now, here's the crazy thing. Like, because before I was, I was cooking, cleaning, like, like getting her medication, you know, organizing it, um, laundry, taking her to all her appointments, 
um, talking with all of her doctors. She had three, like an oncologist, the cancer doctor, pulmonologist, her lung doctor, and her primary care physician. So interfacing with all of her physicians, um, making sure she had all her refills, feed, like cooking. And I mean, I don't know if you remember, I, I lost 15 pounds. Because of stress and just, we were, I was, we were doing the keto for cancer diet. Her primary care physician recommended that. And so she lost like 20, I lost 15, and I've been able to keep it off for the most, I gained a couple pounds back, but I've been able to keep it off for the most part. But, um, so yeah, I was doing everything. That for her, yeah. And just having to deal with, I mean, like, not really having much of an income. Like, they were paying me like $2,000, which was only enough to cover rent. the basic of my yeah. basic expense, my rent, yeah. car note insurance phone bill yeah. whatever like I suspended my internet my gym memberships like I did I mean my, my student loan payment I suspended everything I could um and I was still taking cases because I could do them over the phone wow so but so that, it still wasn't enough yeah. yeah you shut down your career yep. your income yep. to go and take care of her yep okay yep and I still haven't recovered like I'm still yeah. like this month is be, will be the I've been back here since December this month will be the first month that I've like at least like broke even because wow. I've been basically living off savings because comedy doesn't pay money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not in L.A. I live, I live off savings, too. Yeah, yeah so yeah. You, you feel me. Because I started stand-up in 2018, but I didn't really get serious until after my DUI in 2021. Because yeah. I think once that happened, because my worst fear came true, like, I went to jail. Like, I spent my whole life trying not to go to jail, trying to be a good, like, you know, a good person. And not following your... Not following your... my mom's footsteps, right? So, so how one, long were you in jail for? Like thirteen hours. Oh damn! Because I blew a point two four, so I was fucked up. And yeah. that's another thing. Like I, I, th I mean, I truly was an alcoholic. So like, oh, okay. So I mean, the DUI was a gift and a curse. I mean, because my <laughs> my car insurance doubled from like one fifty to three hundred. Damn. Yeah. Um, it's literally as much as my car note, but whatever. Um, it is what it is. Like, but girl, I could have died. Really. Point two four. Like that's. I'm sorry. Point two three. It's almost three times legal limit. The, the limit is point oh eight. I blew damn. a point two three. So they have a chart of how long they keep you in to sober you up before they let you out. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So, so, but, but I think I'm using, I was using alcohol was to like say, dull the pain. I yeah. was going to say, but you were also dealing with all your mom stuff then. And you, had you like let her fully back in? I know when you said you were a teenager and you were like butting heads, but yeah. then throughout your 20s and your 30s, was she in your life or was yeah. it kind of distant? She yeah, no, I mean, you I lived, forgave, you forgave her. I did, at least I thought. Okay. But we never had that talk. Okay. Like we never had that talk um, until she was almost on, like I didn't want her to die. Yeah. Without. And not have the talk. Yeah. And when you had the talk, so you said that like you then you said why did you think about us and she said no I was on drugs yeah was that enough for you it had to be I mean yep. because it you know it wasn't gonna get any better yep yeah exactly sorry um it was it wasn't it wasn't gonna like because what I what I what I found living with her is like the veil was lifted because for most like for most of my life even though she was incarcerated. Like, I looked up to her. Mm -hmm. Like, before she went in, like, she had, I mean, she had gone to college. She had a bachelor's in business education. She had been a substitute teacher at my at my elementary school or grammar school. I don't know what you guys call it, but I was, like, maybe second, you know, first, second grade. Yeah, so one time she was, like, so one time, she, like, she actually substituted my class. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Mom, I mean, Miss Livingston. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. And I got to lead all the games and shit. Because all we did was play, you know, play gym. Like, we played PE. Yeah. Like, we didn't do shit, but, yeah. like, play games. So, um I was so excited. So, I mean, I, I like, I looked up to her and like once, once I got there, cause like, cause even like once she got out, 
she um, got a job that she worked until she retired, where she was like, she started like as a secretary with mm-hmm. this organization and moved up to like vice president of like it was like a it was a nonprofit company that helped minorities get into the construction trades in Chicago. So they had like apprenticeship programs, like continuing education, blueprint readings, um, like carpentry apprenticeships, um, just all these things to help people, um, men and women of color, so Latino and black basically in Chicago, right? Yeah. Um, get into the construction trades. So she worked her way up from in the early 2000s to the, when she retired in, I don't know when she retired, maybe 2016, 2017, um, to vice president. Wow. So, and, you know, the guy took a, like, the owner took a chance on her. Um, but, I mean, she was always industrial. I mean, I worked for her yeah. when I was in college as a secretary. Like, Okay, so you totally yeah. had a relationship. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I lived there. Yeah. I worked with her. Although working with her was not great. Like, she would call me a bitch. I mean, it was oh, very no. toxic. Oh, no. It was, like, but I just, I'm like, I took it because I'm like, I needed the money. And it's like, I mean, it's my mom. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, maybe... And, <laughs> One of my exes is like, oh, that's just jail talk. I'm just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, she's just talking to you like an inmate. Like, I was like, damn, but you probably, you're right. Yeah. I mean, because, but here's the crazy thing. Like, cause like, so my grandmother raised all 10 of them in the, in the Chicago housing projects. Wow. So, and my grandmother was married. And so, um, I get this a lot. People think I'm biracial. I'm not. Both my parents are just this color. Wow. So my grandmother was black and my grandfather was mixed on her side. And then my father's side, my grandmother was mixed and my grandfather was black. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so imagine them growing up the projects. They all look like this. So they all, my, all my uncles are insane. They all join gangs except for one. Um, and they just had to fight for their lives. Wow. So I just imagine being a 10 kid. Well, obviously not all 10 kids were there at the same time. Cause like the older ones left as soon as they could. Yeah. You know? Um, but like having to grow up, join gangs. I mean, they literally had to fight for their lives. Damn. Yeah. So I'm like, and then, so she went from basically the projects. She went to college. She had me and my sister. A couple, and then she went to jail. Yeah. So she went from one project to another, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so I had to realize like what her mentality is. Yep. You know, because I was just like, you know, I would never call you a bitch, but we got into it because she even called me a bitch when I was there. I'm like I'm a I'm I'm, I'm a bitch. How I'm here taking care of you. I gave yeah. up everything. Yeah. To take care of you. And, you know, her teeth fell out. I said, well, if I'm a bitch, you a witch. <laughs> and I, because I, I was so angry. Because I'm like, I will never call you a bitch, but I'll call you a witch. Because she fucking pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I li- that literally happened. And I ugh, I should do a bit about it, because I, yeah. I have not. But, yeah, I literally. Because, you know, you want to put your mom on a pedestal. You want your mom to be like this virtuous woman or yep. this, this woman that like bakes brownies and cookies and takes, you know, takes you to your dance and class. comforts you yeah. and you don't have to parent or take care of. Right. And yeah. I never got that. Yeah. I never got that. And like, even my grandmother was like stoic. I mean, you know, yeah. she was born in the twenties. So she lived through the great depression and civil rights. And, you know, she marched with, uh, Jesse Jackson in Chicago, operation push. She was involved with getting the first mayor, black mayor elected of Chicago. Yeah. So, she had an activism background, so like she would be out at Operation Push or going to see Dr. Louis Farrakhan. So me and my sister were like at the crib. They were like, we were like latchkey kids, like yeah. don't let anybody in. Girl, we let everybody in. Like yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. like, and we would like hey, have a lookout. Like, oh, your grandma's walking down the street because she didn't have, she didn't drive. She never drove. She would get rides or she, we would take the bus. But like, 
they're like, oh yeah, your granny's coming. I was like, okay, yeah, get out, y'all, get out. <laughs> That's so funny. We were playing video games. Like yeah. it was, it was wholesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. we're playing video games, yeah. board games. We're not doing no freaky shit. We're like nine. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Oh so. my god. So then with the situation now, mm-hmm. like, it sounds. Is it kind of eye opening to see this side of her and with you creating boundaries? Like it does the resentment mm-hmm. which i fucking get cause yeah. i have that with my dad where uh-huh. he like we'll get into it where he's like you don't even want to make me a coffee when i'm here and i'm like yeah because you never had to wipe my ass like exactly like you're just yeah. like i don't want to take care of you because you didn't with me yeah have you gotten over that or how are you dealing with it and where is it at like are you gonna go back so it made me realize i was like i don't know if i want to be a parent because i don't know if i could take care of another selfish being <laughs> I mean, seriously. (laughs) I know. Because, like, kids are fucking selfish. They're brats. They're assholes. Yeah. I mean, people, like, you know, a lot of my friends that are mothers, they were like, girl, if you don't really want this, you don't got to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm taking care of this person who, like, didn't raise me, basically had my cat in cat jail. I said, oh, yeah, you was in prison, so now you want to put my cat in prison. (laughs) Asshole. I'm like... Because I'm telling people that, and one of my friends is like, is your mom an asshole? I was like, I think she is. Yeah. So I had never, basically, I realized, like, when I when I got home, I realized my mom is an asshole. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it's like, I had to, and even now, like, you know, because I obviously, because, like, when I was working, I had, a, um, I was taking depression medication, but none of it worked. So I got, mm. I tried, like, four Damn. different medications. And so I got to the point, I had a psychiatrist and a therapist, and it got to the point where, my psychiatrist is like, well, Mel, you tried Boost Bar, you tried Prozac. They all made me nauseous, mm-hmm. like lethargic. I couldn't, like, I'm, I couldn't work because I was bowled over in pain. Mm-hmm. So finally, she was like, well, now you qualify for transcranial magnetic stimulation. So basically, a magnet hat. What? And I'm just like, no. And so I do a joke about it. I was like, well, shit, a magnet hat is too close to a MAGA hat. And if I turn to a Republican, <laughs> I really want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What? Yeah, like. And I think um, I think Neil Brennan tried it, like, cause I think he went through the same thing, like trying all the medication didn't work, yeah. and then I think he did ayahuasca, and that helped him a bit um, or a lot. Mm-hmm. He talks about it a lot, um, but he said he thinks he went too far. Cause like I want to try ayahuasca, mm-hmm. um, I just want to, I, I just wish I could just like just push the push the reset button. Yeah, I know, I know, you, you mean. know, yeah. Um, but like I just had to put her in the place like she's never gonna be the mother I want her to be, mm-hmm. or I wish she could have been. Cause like I had given up on my dad a long time ago. Yeah definitely emotionally unavailable yeah yeah so like and i think selfish, that's selfish selfish yeah. very, very selfish didn't sign up to be a dad yeah yeah but had two kids okay yeah yeah um and like guess what he had two cats and two kids guess which one he's he raised <laughs> the cat the cats yeah no because i used to think all cat people were good people but then i was then i thought about my dad i was like oh yeah no they're not <laughs> all cat people are not yeah. good people you tricked me dad yeah, hey dad what do i have to dress up as a cat for halloween and then you'll be a good daddy Oh, well, or be like Doja Cat at the Yeah, yeah at the Met. Did, did you see her? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, my gosh. She was, the, it was, the interviewer, the interviewer was like, so what inspired your outfit? Yeah. Well. Yeah. And like, then she was like, well, can you explain to me, like, what went into it? And I'm just thinking, like, lady, don't you see all she's going to say is meow, yeah. you dumb dumb. I was like, and she like just kept you, going. And you look stupid for continuing yes she kept asking i was like what are you doing lady like you know she's not gonna say anything but meow if it was a comedian like if it was one of us i'd be like okay well (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly or or, yeah or like i would have been like like you know then i would have just played along you know what i'm saying exactly everything yeah yeah like 
Exactly. Like that's that was hilarious. But so yeah, I had to realize like she's like even now when I get into a funk or I'm going down like the rabbit hole of catastrophic thinking, worst worst case scenario, yeah. um, and I and I call her, she'll be like, Stop, stop that, you know. Really? So not comforting at all. Like just so it's like because, I mean, in, she's never said this, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, it's like, suck it up, buttercup. You didn't go to jail for 10 years. Right, okay. But it's like, I'm still going through something. Yeah. Like, I don't. she doesn't have any sympathy or empathy. Yeah, and you're like, but you're the reason I feel this way. Exactly. So even though I didn't go to jail, I'm still reaping the, not the benefits. Yeah. I'm, I'm reaping the downside of yeah. it because you did this and so why do you think that what you has did has no recall on my life right yeah, yeah. so so it's like i had like so i honestly i don't even like talking to her when i'm when i'm when i'm down yeah i don't yeah because I, I i literally have to stop but her because you still even though you understand that yeah. there's that she's never going to be the mom i do the same thing with my dad it's yeah. like even though we know we say it out loud and we're like oh my god look at us we know it yeah our subconscious and deep down we're like we still fall into the pattern and want that little we want bit it. yeah you never it, it never goes away like sometimes like sometimes i'll see like a dad with his daughter like on it on like you know when they're little you can put them on your yeah. shoulders and like yeah carry him around yeah like and I remember my dad doing that when I was little and like so whenever I see it I get like a pang of like oh yeah you know I never got I didn't get to get the full yeah you know the full like experience of that For like sure. what it what it would and you know and I also came to this realization Nikki that um maybe it wasn't such a bad thing that she didn't raise me because maybe right. I would be an asshole true because like my 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 aunt so my grandmother very altruistic was like so she, she was on the pta um when we were in you know elementary school the local school counselor the lsc and we were in high school she was a secretary so she was involved um and you know she kept us in church so i mean i was in the school play i was yeah. in dance class she knew how to raise a child yeah she wasn't maybe mentally there yeah but she knew how to yeah so i mean we she had us in activities i mean i was in sports camp every summer you know went to sleepaway camp um, in Wisconsin for like a week, and that was with the Salvation Army. So I mean, I had, I had a relatively good childhood. Yeah. I mean, I was like making up dances, writing raps, writing plays. Like I've always been creative, mm -hmm. singing, singing in church, singing there anywhere I could. Um, but and, and also um, in a parallel, doing well in school. Mm -hmm. So like getting all A's and B's. Skip, 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 uh, I skipped sixth grade. Um, so like I've always had both the artistic and the academic. Right. And yeah. so, but I never, cause my grandmother was a singer, but she never, you know, just, just in the choir in church, but I didn't think I could make a, like, it, it would never occur to me, like, why don't you just go to performing arts school or why don't you major in music mm -hmm. and minor in theater? Like whatever, like it yeah. never, like it wasn't a career path for me. Cause it's like, as a black kid with no money, it's like, you just want to make money. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. why, why go into the arts? Like, I don't, I don't know. Do. Like, I, I yeah. don't see a path that way. Um, but I know if I get a college degree, I can be able to take care of myself. Cause that was my thing. I was like, I want to be able to, um, sustain myself and not to rely on my family or because I, yeah. I feel like I can't rely on anybody. Yeah. 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 Cause if you can't rely on your primary caregiver or your, you know, the people that created you to, to take care of you then who can you trust that's yes 100 percent. you know for sure so yeah. i always wanted to be independent like i worked as soon as i could um and i just you know have to realize that she was she's never going to be the mom i would like her to be she's mm -hmm. not warm and f she's not warm and fuzzy 
she's hard and you know hard and prickly yeah, <laughs> like a yeah, cactus yeah. um and just like realized like that was the vessel that brought me here because my aunt um very giving very very generous like she would get all my like because there's like 18 of us as far as like cousins between yeah. all the 10 you know 10 uh kids that my grandmother had so like she would send i have um cousins that live up in sacramento like four of them one lives down here in um, studio city but the rest of them live in sacramento so when I turned 40, they they all came down for my birthday. That's cute. So, yeah, but, like, we weren't raised with them because my uncle was crazy and used to beat the shit out of their mom. Oh, so they yeah. fled Chicago and came all the way to wow. California. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, I didn't grow up with them um, except my one cousin who went to college in Illinois because she went to get to know her father's side of the family. Um, and her and her mom fell out over that. They finally just reconciled, like, you know, a few you know years ago, but as, as she became an adult. But... Um, I just I just had to realize that she was never going to be what I needed her to be mm -hmm. um, and just accept it. I love that you just said she was she's just the vessel that brought me here. Yeah, she's the vessel because it's like. I had to realize that it's like she's the vessel and I mean, I wouldn't be here but for yeah. her and my dad, but she wasn't it, it just wasn't meant for her to raise me. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm nothing like her. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm I'm honest. I'm empathetic. I'm sympathetic. I am. I mean, I go out of my way. Yeah. To do nice stuff for people. Yeah. And she's like the complete opposite. Like she just expects, expects, expects. Yeah. You. I mean, she's selfish. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not empathetic at all or sympathetic. Does she? So now, like, mm -hmm. uh. It, well, it's interesting because it's like would you be you wouldn't be home, but now are you supposed to go back and take care of her? Or oh, I said I'm not coming back. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. What was the last thing that happened? Um. Well, because basically, no, I mean, I left because I was like, look, I gotta go. Yeah, it's like, not good for your mental. Yeah. Yeah. Because also, because the uh, another reason why I volunteered is because, like I said, I already quit my job, and my sister works full time and is in a um, doctoral program. Okay. Um, for her doctor doctorate of education, so she's almost done. So it was just easier for me because I I don't have any kids. I mean, she has my my nephew's like twenty one and he's in college, so okay. he'll be back you know for the summer. But um, it was just like it would just been too much, and I'm just like, well, I can do it. And I knew it was like a, a limited engagement. I knew it was like a time certain, but I think my mom got used to me being there, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm not your fucking maid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just yeah. I'm like, look, you can't. Cause like now she's self sufficient. She's driving again. Oh, like she's driving. Is she herself. better? Yeah, she's much better. Cause like she got through the chemo, so it's like yeah, it it oh. it wiped out the cancer, but it's gonna come back. Oh, I see. It's inevitable because at stage four there is no cure. Oh. So they have her on like what's called um, it's called exgiva, but basically it is to keep the cancer at bay. Oh, okay, so she's probably okay. gonna be on that for the rest of her life. Okay. Yeah, cause I see. Yeah. So um, so yeah, she's able to like perform what we call active like in my field activities of daily living so okay. bathing herself cooking she still has somebody come clean right but, um who don't we all right nah, or we, i'd like to i don't but i mean oh no i have I a lot i have a laundry lady because i don't oh, have, yeah i don't no. have laundry in my unit so i, I meant don't we all like the rich people but we i would love oh, one i, I don't need it. to be at stage four right <laughs> right no i would i would love i would love that too but i think she got she had gotten spoiled but i'm just like I, yeah you're not her maid no i'm, I'm, you I'm have to I'm go a, live your life exactly and it's like that was another thing you're being taken advantage of not only being taken advantage of it's like you chose to smoke for 40 years. Yes. And I remember, Nikki, because we had an argument. I was like, Mom, I begged you to stop smoking. Yeah. 
I begged you to stop smoking because I, I lived with her. Yeah. I had never lived with a smoker. Yeah. So it was making me sick. Ugh, like in gross. my 20s, yeah. the, my doctor like diagnosed me with asthma. Like I'm like, I've never heard of adult onset asthma. I live with a fucking chain smoker. Girl, I was burning all incense, like candles, like everything just to, but it was Gross. still wafting through the yeah. vents and it would be in my clothes. Yeah. And I, ugh, I did my hair. I just hated it. Yeah, of course. Because she smoked yeah. inside. Yeah. I mean, because I smoke weed, but I, even weed, I go outside. Yeah, yeah, because it sticks to you. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to smell like this. So, like, I was like, Ma, I begged you to stop. And you would, you know what I'm saying? You didn't care. That, yeah. That's why I moved out. So, like, I moved out. So, I stayed like maybe a year or so after college, but then I, like, literally, was getting ill because of her smoke, secondhand smoke. Damn. So I had to, I, I, I bought a condo and, and I moved out. I worked two jobs. I was doing college admissions, just before I went to law school, I was a college admissions counselor for Loyola University in Chicago. And then I was also doing telephone surveys um, for this place called Telesite, which no longer exists. So I would literally, it luckily was on this, I had worked there in college too, like part-time, like over the breaks and mm-hmm. stuff and in the summer. So I literally would walk down Chicago, you've been in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, be, I would walk down Chicago Avenue from Michigan Avenue to Franklin. We have a Franklin too. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Michigan to Frank, from from Michigan to Franklin to go to my second job after I clocked out my first job, just so I could save up money for a down payment. Yeah, wow. And so I borrowed against my insurance, like I did everything, and I got the fuck out. Good for you. Yeah, because I'm just like, and you have to. And I and she was like, well, you moved out because you wanted to be with your boyfriend. No, I was like, wow, that's a that's interesting how you just. Completely disregarded what I said to you. Yeah, because I moved out because I was you were making your the smoking was making me sick. Yes, but you she she remembered it. You moved out because you want to be with your boyfriend. Like no, so bitter. Sounds like she's a little bit jealous of you, maybe too. Um, I think her, her and my sister. Yeah, and this is why because it's like I haven't lived in Chicago since 2011. I've been gone for 12 mm-hmm. years because once. So I had been like, so she had been out 10 years. I graduated law school in 2009. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm out. That's when I moved to Atlanta. Cause I was like, I'm ready to go. I don't want to live my entire life in the same city. Yeah. So I'm like, I felt like our relationship was in a good place. Her and my sister only came to visit me once when I turned 30 mm. in Atlanta. Like they never, cause I would always go back to Chicago for like the 4th of July, like, you know, Labor Day, whatever, I pick a holiday, you know, yeah. and my mom almost didn't come to my 30th birthday cause she's scared to fly. Right. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like and they and and they have their own close relationship because she's there. Yeah. You know. Do you feel guilt? No. Good. No. Good. I mean, I like because I even thought about it because like I was telling you, you know, before we got on that, you know, they're trying to put us out of my building because they're about right. to tear it down. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, If I'm going to stay here or if I'm going to like move out, of like move somewhere else. It's like Chicago's not even on the list. Right. You're like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I hate because the cold. it's too much. And also it's just too much. I think that like y- it's boundary time. Yeah. No, know? I mean, cause it's like, yeah. Cause I, I mean, it's great. I can always go home, but like, I don't want to get sucked back in yeah, to no. the, take me here, take me here, do this, do that. I'm like, I have a fucking life. Yeah. And I don't think they respect my dreams. Yeah. Especially like, ugh, black families are the worst because it's not until you get famous I see. It's like, oh, I was, I was like, oh yeah, I always believed in you. No, you didn't. Interesting. No, you didn't. Are you doing like, cause my sister was like, are you still doing that little comedy thing? Little. And I used to do a joke about her because like when, and this really happened when I first flew back, when we found out my mom had cancer, um, she was like, yeah, you can come to Chicago. It's not like you're going to TV anything. No. Nikki, when I tell you I want to punch her in the face. Oh my god! And so I used to do a bit about it, and she, cause she, she found, 
<laughs> she found my joke book. Like I, I have a scraps of paper, legal right. pad, whatever, like yeah, napkins, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, the back of a fucking, you know, like anything that I can yeah. write on. Yeah. Um, she found my joke because I was doing a bit. It's like, yeah, um, I'm not on TV now, but I'll be on Channel Five News tonight if you keep talking to me like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and she was like, I, I didn't mean it like that. Oh. She's like, I just meant that. Since you're, it's it's good that you're not on a TV show because you're available to come here. No. That's, no. No, you meant you ain't doing shit, bitch. So you can oh come carry God. your non-successful ass back to Chicago. That's what I got from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she apologized, but at that point I knew I was like, oh yeah, you don't respect what I'm doing. Yeah, you you think it's like a hobby. Yeah. And it's not a hobby. Yeah, like you don't respect my journey, my struggle, my desires. Like yeah. you don't think that But it's you're also worthwhile. a lawyer yeah. too. So I'm like, it's not like you haven't done anything. Yeah. That's that's like what people consider successful yeah. jobs. It's like you're also a lawyer. Yeah, I, I'm a whole attorney. I'm licensed in yeah. Georgia and California. So, um, and I have a joke about it. It's like I passed the bar, then I went to the bar, then I went to jail, <laughs> yeah. and then I go into you know my bit. Yeah. But um, and I just so it's like, but since I haven't made it, yeah, it's like oh well, no you respect. Don't, yeah, I don't like it's like Rodney. I don't get no respect like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's it's interesting because it's like I'm licensed in two states. I have literally like I came to California, didn't go to school here, was not licensed here. Started a, started my practice after being laid off and was able to bring in six figures, bef- you know, in mm-hmm. 18 and 19 before COVID. And working for yourself gives you the opportunity to, like, you know, have some freedom as far as, like, your time for mm-hmm. auditions and things yeah. of that nature um, or filming or whatever. So it's like I had a great setup. And now I'm just like, ugh, I, w- I mean, I wish I could get it back. Like, this is the first month where I'll just, I'll break even. Right. Um, You'll get it back. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, if you really look at it, this is the problem with, it's one thing to go and take care of your parents when they're sick. It's yeah. another just to go and take care of them. But it's another when it's a parent that, like, didn't give you what you needed as a child. Yeah. And you are not just dealing with taking care of her sick and yeah. putting your life on hold you're dealing with resentment yeah which is going to create like a brutal gray cloud over top of you and yeah. emotion and for example when you were emotional about the comedy scene but it's like that's just because of the chaos that you were in and yeah. you got to rebuild yourself so it's it, you've been through a lot and now <laughs> you gotta like let go yeah of if you can of the parent aspect i do know? i do and on top of that, you know, I feel like, and this is this was happening before my mom even got sick. I felt like, because I had already quit my job, because I was like, I felt like I was on a ner- the verge of like a nervous breakdown. Yeah. But because I couldn't find any like depression medication to work, and I was just like just super duper stressed, and I was like, I don't even want to take a mental leave. I just want to quit. Yeah. Um. But like a couple of things that happened the DUI. So imagine. Like my whole, not identity, but obviously a lot of the things we go to, we drink, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or they pay us in alcohol, yeah, right? Or right. they pay us exactly. in weed. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yep, true. So um, I couldn't drink for like eight months. Wow. So because I was doing this program called the Lawyer Assistance Program, I literally, because I had literally, the DUI happened two days before I was going to swear into the California bar. Wow. So I had to call up to San Francisco, which is the headquarters. Well, we have one in downtown LA too, but um, had to call up to San Francisco um, and, t- and tell them because they roll our fingerprints. So they knew I had been arrested Wow! because they, they'll get a hit. 
And so I had to call and tell, like, you have to, you have like 24, 48 hours to tell them wow. that you've been arrested. And I was like, what do I do? He's like, well, just go ahead and swear in. But you may have to deal with the office of the chief trial counsel, which is basically the California bar has their own disciplinary system. Mm. So it's like their own court system to discipline attorneys that fuck up, like that mm. steal, that don't return client calls, that misappropriate funds, that, you know, have, you know, illustrious affairs, with clients, whatever, like just yeah. stuff we're not supposed to do, malpractice, yeah. whatever, like just yeah. bad stuff for like lawyers that, that what lawyers shouldn't do. Yeah. Right. So obviously, if you're a lawyer, you know the law. You shouldn't be drunk driving because that's against the law. Yeah. Right. Yes. So. I joined the program voluntarily because I was like, I don't want this to be a problem. Yeah. Because even though it was my first, I blew a point two three, which was very high. So it, with that being said, they had the option to discipline me. They did not. But I chose to do that program. So it included, like, I had to go to AA meetings. I had to um, do, like, random drops. Damn. So I couldn't drink. And so, like, I was like, well, I don't want to go out because I can't even drink. Yeah, and now yeah, I yeah. feel weird because I'm like, I know how, like, typically I'm more sociable if I've had, yep. you know, some liquid courage because then I'm not, you know, I'm oh, not I so understand. uptight. Yeah. So that kind of, like, threw me into, like, well, what am I if I can't drink? Right. And then also one of my friends from high school died, like, two days after her 40th birthday. Oh, my God. And I had just turned 40 at the beginning of November. She, Her birthday was in November. And I had known her since I was, like, nine. Oh, my God. So I was just like, what am I doing with my life? So yeah. I it kind of like, and then dealing with mom with the cancer. So I kind of feel like I'm in like what's, I don't want to call it a midlife crisis, but like just a reshift, like just a, just a total recalibration or reshifting of my values. Well, well, my priorities and just trying to rediscover my values because I think most of my, like your 20s is about, you know, going to school, you know, if you decide to go to school, mm -hmm. getting a job. And I did everything. I went to school, got a job, mm -hmm. bought a house. I did everything but get married and have a kid, right? Mm -hmm. I did all the things you're supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then you get to 40, and it's like, well, half your life is behind you, but half your life is ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know, I'm never going to be president. I'm never, well, I don't think, I, I never had aspirations to be president. <laughs> You know, like, oh, you're, okay, right? No, no, no. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, there's certain, like, yeah. there's there's certain dreams that will that will you'll probably never realize. Yeah. So I mean, like, because I never dreamed about having a kid, because again, the way I was raised. Yeah. So I, I mean, because some people are like, oh, I just want to be a mom. I'm like, no, that was never. No, I understand that. But it sounds, yeah. but it sounds like it's just a new beginning. I think what you did with your mom and you took care of her and you also went through that and you went through the fucking pain of it yeah. and saw this like selfish side and the asshole. Yeah. Like, I think that, and if you're getting kicked out of your apartment, it's like now it's right. A it's new like beginning. a new beginning. And so I've been reading a lot of books about like midlife stuff yeah. um, and just trying to. The great thing is you get out of it. Yeah. Like you eventually figure it out. Yep. But exactly. I'm kind of I'm kind of in like I'm in the doldrums. Like I'm in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. In the, I'm in the thick of it. But also just monitoring my mind and trying to not let the depression over overtake me. Yes. Yes. So yeah. like positive affirmations, um, meditation, working out. Yeah. Um, trying to just feed myself with positive things, whether it's music or TV. So like, for instance... I can't really watch anything that's gonna like gonna like bring me down. Oh yeah, I'm like that with music. Yeah, I can't listen to sad music. Yeah, and also 
creating the boundary with your family yep. that they want until you get it together. Yeah. But just being around like high frequency of people that make you feel yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do like healings or anything? No, I haven't tried that. Oh, cool. I mean, the closest I've got is maybe yoga. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, and in fact, I live by um, Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and they have yoga on the morning. Yeah. So I want to, I want to go do it because I'm just. I'm, I, I'm, I did a meditation there. Though. You did, <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of creeps because I went in and I was like, I'm in, a, I'm afraid of death. I was like, I'm in a fucking cemetery right now. This is scary. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I am really intrigued with the near death experience so so much so that I took a class in college about it. Oh, it was like a seminar class, yeah. and so. Um, and there's a special Netflix about it, and then I there was a, there's a whole series on Hulu about it too, and I've watched all of it. Yeah. Um, because most almost everybody that's had a near death, near death experience no longer fears death. Interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. they've seen what's on the other side, and in fact, on the one on Hulu, I forgot the name of it. Um, but this one guy tried to kill himself because he wanted to go back. Oh wow! Yeah, and God, yeah. it was like nope, boop, like that's crazy. You can't. But he he went to hell. That's another thing, like. Most near-death experience shows, they don't show them going to hell, but, like, oh, lit interesting. literally, they describe going, to, like, two, three people describe going to hell. But wow. when they came back, they were, like, they, they turned their shit around. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because, like, and hell was different for each person. Like, yeah. somebody was, like, it was, like, screaming and, like, a really putrid smell. Somebody else was, like, I was bound from the wrist, at the wrist and feet, I couldn't move. And, you know, just everyone had a different version of hell. Whoa. But, I mean, but they felt them being lifted out and then coming back like oh shit i got it i'm like i got a second chance i'm not gonna fuck this up whoa so because i mean there have been i've never attempted suicide but i have thought about like man I, it would just be better if i wasn't here anymore damn i've never had but i've never had an intent or a plan but just a thought like man maybe this shit would get better if i just you know right. like but that's that's so much deeper and that's like the worthlessness that you yeah. feel from your parents did your therapist not help you with the worthlessness so oh, my therapist i feel like I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. At least the therapist that I, cause I found a black woman who was actually here, mm -hmm. but, and I, and I looked at my notes the other day and I'm just like, I mean, this is somewhat helpful, but I felt like most of it was just me crying and her not really giving me much. Uh, it's not a good therapist. Yeah. Yeah. She was, yeah. So I'm just like, ugh, and I paid all this money. And so, I mean, I kind of got, I got frustrated cause yep. it's like, and I had to stop cause I mean, I quit my job, so I didn't have any health insurance anymore. Um, so it was like, but it was frustrating because it's like, look, I tried. I mean, and not to say, I mean, I I, I do want to reach. Like, I I do want to do therapy again. Of course, when I yeah. get you know some the the, the funds yeah. to pay for it again. But it's like, um, yeah, it was really it was frustrating because it's like I'm trying my best to get better and I'm not. I mean, because I wasn't drinking. Yeah. Um. And I was taking the medication, doing therapy. And I just, I wasn't making any, like, much headway. Yeah, it's the wounds and getting over it. Like, as yeah. much as, like, you just had to give so much to your mom, I bet that in the end, if you really sit and focus and meditate on it and, like, work through that, that happened to open your eyes to be like, oh, you're a better person. And to also see, like, the point is to see our parents for what they truly, truly are, to yeah. understand that you're not worthless it's they're shitty and selfish, but it takes a while. Yeah. Like it can take like two years for that to integrate, but to really remember that and watch that experience and her calling you a bitch. And you're like, I truly know I'm not a bitch. Right. And, y and I'm a better person than you. And I'm a better person than you without you even having to love me properly the yeah. right way, yeah. which makes you more powerful person. But you have to focus on that. And like, I think you're like, 
as soon as you get out of the little muddy shift yeah. and really step back and look at that situation, it would help clear the wounds that is creating that because it's childhood trauma. It's definitely childhood trauma for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Do you have anything that you want to say or Instagram and all yeah, that? Yeah, sure. Um, if you feel so inclined, you all can follow me at the Melanie Mary, T H E M E L A N I E M A R Y, the Melanie Mary on IG. I post all my shows there. I do have like three May shows. I'm in the Laugh Riot Girl Festival, which is through Damn, um, Dow Comedy Studio. Thank you. Um, and that's in June. Okay, <laughs> well, when we'll have you back on to yeah. see where you're at. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank okay. you for having me. Bye, guys. Bye.